0: I'm Kendria. I need you to go like, follow, and subscribe. Soul Productions.
1: What's up, everyone? And this is Next Level Thinking. What's up, everyone? It's another episode of Next Level Thinking, where we always bring you inspired guests to help you take it to the next level. It's your host, Chris Holmes, as always. But today, I have a special guest by the name of...
0: Antonio T. Smith Jr.
1: Awesome, nice. So let's go ahead and hit the groundwork. uh Teddy audience, just a little bit about yourself and we'll go more in depth with this podcast interview.
0: Yeah, most certainly, man. I, I was born in 1981 and spent most of my childhood homeless all the way into 1997. So I spent homeless from 1985 to 1997. I eventually got adopted in 1997 and then went off to the Army. And I remember as I was seeking one of these little dumpsters, as I was homeless, I look up and I say, Man, I wanna be one of those blinking stars. Then I realize it's not a blinking star, it's an airplane. And as I'm sitting here homeless in Galveston City, can't afford to get outside the city, I say, Wow, it's gotta be amazing to be on airplanes. So my mind went on traveling in these airplanes. Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, that's what I do. I travel the world, the whole world, all continents, on airplanes, teaching people how to get out their trash cans. And that's what I do for a living. I'm happy enough to be what they call a self-made millionaire, and I like to give back to people like Next Level Thinking Podcast. How about that? (laughs)
1: Nice, nice, nice. Now, I gotta go ahead and hit on this part, like, uh, so, the homeless part, you know, a lot of people and I mean, that right there itself, I'm not going to lie, gives you a, cr- a credible amount of edge because you, you come from the bottom and now you rise to the top. So you pretty much say any kind of adversity that comes at me, you know, I can't overcome. So um, it, go a little bit more in depth and detail of like the change in the mindset uh, coming from the homeless and to like sparking that, you know, thing that light bulb that goes off like something needs to change because I feel like... Yeah. Um, a lot of times we say this can't be done, uh, we look at our own situations and we think that it's impossible, but with, from you coming from that uh, aspect I feel like this would definitely be motivating to inspire people to overcome their own adversities
0: yeah, no doubt, no doubt, well first off it was a real deal, of homelessness, I don't mean from couch to couch, and nothing like that I started off in foster care, ran away from that and literally spent most of my childhood inside of a city dumpster And, you know, a lot of bad things happen from rape, molestation, selling drugs. I mean, you name it, whatever you think comes with homeless life. That's what happened. And the mindset for me is absolutely insane. For me, I feel that I have a better opportunity being homeless than all of you out there feel because I never had parents teach me low self-esteem. And most of the people I coach today, their parents accidentally jacked them up. You know, money don't grow on trees, Chris. And then and, and money don't, you know, you, what do you think? I'm Rockefeller, all that stuff I never had. So I never had any bad influences. So it was easier for me to become a millionaire than it is for most people with great childhood to become a millionaire because I didn't have any room. Like and that's like one of the most important things that I can tell you, bro. There are no rules. And that is the basis of my mindset. So really, it wasn't a shift in my mindset. It was an acceptance of keeping my homeless mentality, the goodness of it, and then bringing it into the business world.
1: And I like how you put on that because it's funny you mention that because there's a lot of things that I read really and listen to. It, why do my, um, you know thoughts on different things and the fact that you brought up the part of parenting and like um, that's one thing that i've been saying a lot to my friends It kind of like make that change the mindset because like when you a baby and you're getting raised by your parents that's pretty much all you know uh and yeah. you don't know i mean it's one of those things but once you get expose yourself to newer things and you want to try to change like that it's like you trying to, it's like an airplane, um, getting ready to take off, it's going over these all these different things, got to go through turbulence and things and we are just trying to make that shift uh, that's when your people close are going to start challenging or attacking you, even from your friends, family members, mom and dad because it's a different mindset and I like how you, because I've been told that a lot of times, like money don't grow on trees Uh, Mm -hmm. we've been to struggle all our life Uh, even
0: like the uh, stereotype of well, the white men, this and all these different yep. kind of things,
1: uh, like uh, you need to work with this, or, or we're gonna you work just to, to survive, paycheck to paycheck. Yep. I mean, hmm. in the beginning, I mean, that's all I thought of, and I'm not gonna lie, cause I am, you know, growing, continuing to grow, but like now I'm looking at all this, I'm like, that was extremely negative, and I'm so glad I woke up out of that because yeah, you form your own reality based on your perception.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and reality is is perception, right? Your perception manifests your reality and you were on the path to manifesting all the poverty they were accidentally teaching you. So so kudos to you for breaking out of that mold. That's all, that's one of the hardest things to do.
1: Appreciate it. Now with that, um <laughs> I have to really hit on this one and I know it's gonna be a real sensitive one, but I feel like this is one of those yeah. topics that's got to be a, a, <clears throat> addressed. Now, of course, you know, I'm growing up as African American, a black community, uh, as we all know, the church is our strong stronghold when it comes to like spirituality, you know, togetherness and mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going with this too.
0: <laughs> 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 now, I'm. Not, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you should have a good interview like right that.
1: And and this is one of the things that I challenge uh, even my family today is the good and bad views when it comes to money. And like I can actually just have a whole podcast among us itself, but I'm not gonna but I'm gonna I'm gonna still touch yeah. on it. But I feel like when it comes to religious views, a lot of negative views can stop somebody from actually obtaining wealth
0: because and there's no
1: and there's no disrespect to any kind of practice everybody has the right to that but at the same time when you pretty much say like you're not supposed to have this kind of money or if you have this kind of income six figures you consider it like in another subcategory and it it makes a person feel bad for earning more. so is it creates a whole negative kind of feeling and vibe around it. So yeah, I'm gonna let you take the floor because I know
0: you pretty much burn <laughs> it. On oh this man, one. man, man! All right, all right. He wanted a good podcast, <laughs> All right, let's see. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going to allow the stones to be thrown at me. But before you throw the stones at me, let me say first, I, I have a few degrees. I'm grateful for that. Two of them, I have a bachelor's in Christianity. And I have a master's in theological studies. I've actually written a commentary on First Kings chapter 7, seventeen. It's called God at War. You can. I'm not trying to plug it. I'm just trying to tell you that I am a. Scholar in the church world. All right. Now, so, now that I mentioned that, so he knows what he's talking about. For, I know I'm gonna get some critics behind this. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. so I just wanted to say, when you throw stones at me, you're gonna be throwing stones at one of your brothers and one of your scholars. But the black church is one of the worst things that ever happened to black wealth. Period, point blank. It's the truth, and I'll break that down economically and historically. Let's do economically first. The church is like a casino. A casino sits inside of a neighborhood and takes from their neighborhood and never gives back. That's what a casino does. The people go into the casino, take their wealth put it in the casino and the casino takes its wealth and never enhances that community. That is what church for the most part is. Now I mean local church, right? We're not talking about the big C church, the universal church. We're not talking about the mission of the church. We're not talking about the Christ of the church and uh, the original intent of the church, the ecclesia the purposeful gathering of people, right? We're not talking about that. We're talking about what the local body has done to the original mission, okay? Now, now he asked for this, okay? I didn't (laughs) ask for this. He asked for this. So the church is a, when it comes to economics, a casino is to that what a church is to a casino. Church sits in the community. The community gives to it. But then the church doesn't give back to the community. Now, that's economically. Historically, we've got a couple of issues with the black church. Hist- okay, now his- you got historically, and you got history, and you got historicity. Oh, historicity, man. Cannot be changed. History, you can. Oh, I give you an example of yes. I give you an example of history. History is to say something idiotic like slavery was good, or actually the Civil War was fought for economics. Now we know the Civil War. Historicity says the South had slaves. Mm-hmm. History says I can make Hitler a good person. He was a great person, right? Right. So history, you can have an opinion on. But historicity, a real word, means the actual depiction of people and events. You can't change those, okay? You can't change that the South had slaves. Hitler killed a lot of people. You can't change these things. So let's do the historicity of the black church. Historicity, the actual events and people, the, the, the accurate of them, says this here says that the black church has been given money since 1800 and the black wealth has gone nowhere historicity 65 million dollars a weekend goes into the black church and never goes into black wealth historicity also says It's not the black church's fault Because the black church don't make the laws That Will help you get the black wealth Case in point Last point I'll make about this Case in point Chris says hey my man you know what We're going to donate to the church Church says good Then the black church goes to a white bank (laughs) That then pushes them out Of their neighborhoods Right Oh man (laughs) (laughs) So what happens is the black church is one of the worst things that ever happened to black wealth, historicity wise. Okay. And that is the truth. Now it's not that I'm against the church. It's just, I'm also versed in economics. And since I understand economics, I understand that our black leaders have become pastors and entertainers. And that's not necessarily a black leader. Black pastors are awesome and they should be leaders, but their wealth only goes so far. And we say, Ooh, pastor making a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's wealthy pastor making $65,000 a year. That's wealthy, but that's not wealthy because if you stand him next to a dentist, he pales into comparison. Now, here you have old black, amazing pastor who has done everything for 50 years perfectly. He's lived like Mother Teresa and Jesus Christ combined. Mm -hmm. And the dude that has 50 times more wealth than him is a dentist named Ralph. (laughs) He just went to school. You understand. All right. He, he asked for that, y'all. It had nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> I get drop the mic right there. I'm like, oh, that's the whole part. <laughs> but, yeah, that is, that
1: is definitely one of the things that, because I'm more of an open person, and I feel like we need to start addressing things, especially like it's like the elephant in the room that people are uh, afraid to hit on things, but if we're ever going to learn we need to talk i mean need communication is foundation so i'm glad of your uh, expertise and uh, your statements on that because
0: research and, and i'm active in the church i'm active in the church my church works a little differently the, the money in my church bounces around 16 times before it goes out and it's a predominantly black church so i'm active in the church I don't I don't want people to get it twisted but that was just economic and historicity facts
1: yep nice nice and you, I'm glad you put it out there that way uh Keep the stones in your hands. So look, look, we just clean
0: it. <laughs> we're just clean it. They go, they go throw them anyway. They go throw them anyway. Yeah, we just but, like you know. But so I can afford to go to the hospital. <laughs> I can afford to go to the hospital. So
1: uh, with that said, um, uh, I want to build off of that. And when it comes to uh, this, is another heavy hitter. Now I will take the I've got thrown stones sure. on this one.
0: <laughs> okay, good, <laughs> good. good
1: but um, a lot of people, when it comes to the word investment, period, I mm. feel like there's a huge confusion. Uh, people um, want to invest in the things like, oh, I'm going to invest in this car. And I'm like, that's a depreciating asset. Like, do you realize yeah. the moment that you drive this car off the lot, it has lost possibly thousands of dollars? <laughs> yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Or people want to take their money and putting it into, like, let's say, clothes Nothing that yeah. actually will generate any kind of, let's say, income for them is, if anything, is just taking money out of their account, and there's no way they yeah. can um, grow from that. And I, it's and like a back and forth but, um battle because you know, with our culture and things like that, we like to be stylish, flashing things like that. Yeah. And trust yeah. me, I, hey, I'm good with that. You know, as long as you can afford it, and you're not hurting yourself to the point where you're living check to check. Now, if you're trying to live that lifestyle. Yeah and you live in check-to-check and paying your bills, there's something wrong with that. So um, I want yeah. you to kind of clarify on the word investment so that uh, people can understand, like, what is an actual invest- investment sure. and what is actually hurting their accounts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to borrow from two different people so we can have a great understanding. Let's first go with Robert Kiyosaki and his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He He, he beautifully... Defines asset and liability. It's, it's one of the greatest uh, definitions I've ever heard in my life. Asset puts money in your pocket. Liability takes money out your pocket. Okay. Now, in order for me to talk about investments, I had to explain to you what an asset and a liability is. Now, let's go over to Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, affectionately, as he is known. And of course, of us both being Well, I'm I'm a millennial. I'm not you might be a bit bit on the younger end than me, but you or you might be a little or you're right under that generation. Either way, Gary Vaynerchuk, we are his target audience, right? Right. And he says the fastest way not to own Ferrari is to buy a Ferrari. Now that blind blows people now, right there. Man. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so, when you put the two together, you have an accurate depiction of what your investment should be. Let's go back. Number one, an asset puts money in your pocket. That's probably what you want to do. Gary Vee says if you buy a Ferrari, that's a liability. You just wisely say it, depreciate an asset, right? Mm-hmm. If you buy a Ferrari, then what's going to happen is you don't own a Ferrari. So an investment should be something that's putting money in your pockets, ladies and gentlemen. It should be something that works for your wealth. has a return on investment. It's in a vehicle. And it's money that makes money for you. To say it in more hood terms, your money should get pregnant and have babies. (laughs) I love that. Right? Yeah. That's an investment. (laughs) Nice,
1: nice, nice. So, uh, definitely like that. And then I'm not like, like, I know how you threw it on the street turns because people going to be like, what the heck is they talking like, No, look, we're going to put it out there like this. Because, you know, this is yeah. like, even playing field. We all can learn. I know we all have our different ways of saying things, but the, the reason for it is all of this all together is just so we can learn. All right. So, with right. this, you know, we, you keep building up the energy and put some more value into this podcast. Yeah, people are yep. talking about this one. All right. So. <laughs> So here's another hard one that I, I, I challenge okay. my friends on, too, is when it comes to reaching your dreams, destination, yep. your, your goals, and things like that, uh, it's going to get to the point where you're going to have to cut off some people. And when I say that, mm-hmm. people are like, no, I don't want to cut this person off, but you got to really like look in the, the bigger picture. It's like, if you know that your destiny or your dream... Has people surrounding you with positive energy, you know, with wealth, encouraging you, challenging you, to go outside your comfort zone, and things like that. It's not going to be people that's going to be always constantly talking negative about you, criticizing everything little thing you do, telling you to do this, which will hurt you either yourself or your own wealth investments, or try to cheer you onto the wrong path just so they feel better. Uh, yeah. that you're not um,
0: rising fast to them
1: and that's like the worst thing because I feel like when people have these big dreams and things like that want to obtain but at the same time if you're holding on to luggage <laughs> that needs mm-hmm. to be let go you're not going to reach it yep. it's like you're trying to reach the door and he's like I can't reach it and the person at the door is saying you got to let go of the luggage to to kind of reach it and then like but I don't want to it's like well you can't yeah. get to this door
0: <laughs> you got to pick it yeah. One. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, man. You, you I'm glad you... you I mean, you, 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 you're you, so young, but you're so wise. You got to cut people off. I, I'm just trying to give it to you as real as possible, but as kind as possible at the same time. Everyone who loves you isn't good for your future. I'll say that again. Everyone who loves you is not good for your future. <clears throat> you have this great dichotomy of things. You have... So you, you got Chris Soul Productions. Chris has family Chris family loves Chris mm-hmm. but Chris family don't trust Chris Ooh. and see this is what happens because they saw Chris boo on himself in pamphlets right they, they 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 remember Chris had to borrow $20 from them they they remember Chris Chris got his his, his you know his car dinged up he couldn't afford to pay it so they love you but they don't trust you to get them to the next level. So what Chris has to do is say, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all, but I have to go find people who both love and trust me. So now Chris got to work on his craft, got to get soul production off the ground, got to make it all happen. And then boom, now he goes finds a new family that trust him because he has the word that blesses their economics. Then they love him because his character is is intact. So now he, he, he fuses this great dichotomy. Where there was no trust over here, there's trust over here. And then where there is love over here, but no trust, there's no money. Ladies and gentlemen, whenever there's love and no trust, there's no money. Whenever there is trust, there is always money. Even if it's a lack of love Because if they know you They'll follow you If they trust you They'll buy from you Period, point blank So what happens is Chris gotta let people go Because their love for him Is stopping his money And we can't handle it that way It's too hard When I say it that way It's like, oh man, come on But I love them You should love them You're supposed to love them. Notice, nowhere in my conversation did I say good or bad. This isn't about good or bad. This isn't about, you know, this, this Chris auntie, you know, she's good. Just cause you cut somebody off or just cause you limit your time with them doesn't make them a bad person. It makes you serious about your future. Some people you just gotta let go. Now when it is come to the bad, yeah, think about it. Some people just carry around poison, and you can't have a prosperous future with a bad poison. <laughs> exactly, like a crazy ex is yeah. going
1: to talk about every negative thing on the demand.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, convincing you to buy a new car when you could have bought an apartment complex.
1: <laughs> and then you're kicking yourself like in the head, like, why did I do that? Well, yeah.
0: <clears throat> so Definitely.
1: That's another mic drop. we just dropping all kinds of yeah. mics. At like this point, we're to buy a whole mic set. <laughs> so, like, okay, I want to hit. matter of fact, after this rate, I'm just coming with all kinds of heavy hitters. So I want to hit with this yeah, one go here. ahead, man. You'll probably love this one. I think uh, the importance of group
0: economics. Um, this is, oh, yeah. I think, a uh, big That's one, especially
1: thing. from us. It's like um, we're so used to being independent. I can do it all by
0: myself. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: need your help. That's
0: why we broke. <laughs> yeah, since, since, that's since. Probably
1: <laughs> and a lot of times Man. like we try to do all these things by ourselves, and we're struggling and here is like the prime example like in my neighborhood you know we you have that going around i can do it all by myself look at me i had this i had this car and all that and i saw this and the hispanic family take this house it was the probably the most crappiest house on the street now it's like, yep. They bought this house. Like seriously, keep in mind yep. this is way before I was thinking like this. And I kid you not, within two years, it was like the nicest house on the street. It had a fence. Mm-hmm. It had newer cars coming there. The family. It was like pretty much like this house is the nicest one. They're all together. You can see the growth and the rest of the houses is all messed up except for that one. And the, But the funny thing is they all came together and they were living in that house togetherly and collectively. Yeah. And here's the thing right. they not only did that, now they're trying to buy up other different people's properties around in the community so they can bring their other family members and so they can enjoy the wealth as well. And I think yep. the biggest issue when it comes to uh, us, and I'm just talking being honest because, you
0: know, we're all right. guilty
1: with it, is we I, when it, there's so much more we can do together and collectively, but we allow our own ego and trying to prove somebody else's wrong. Like I can do without you, and which prevents us so much from attaining so much yep. more because of what we're just trying to prove.
0: Mm, mm, I got so much to say. Okay, remind me to end with. With with giving us the benefit of the doubt, just remind me to do that. Okay, just remind me to do that because because the last statement you just said, you're right, but it ain't our fault. But we but but we gonna get there. All right, let me group economics. Here we go. Please know that you brought up Hispanic family, and we can bring up an Asian family, a Jewish family. Please know my 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 my, my kings and queens. Uh, young black folk listening to this podcast, please know that you can take your wonderful business idea over there, they're not going to invest in you. It has nothing to do with racism, nothing. The Hispanic family, it's not racist that they're not investing in you or your business. It's not. The Jewish family, it's not. They understand group economics. They understand that to invest in you is outside of their community. And that's now money going outside of their community. Mm. And it weakens them when their money goes outside their community if they're not strong. I want you to remember that. Because that's what's wrong with us. Let's go deeper. Uh (laughs) In order to have economics, you must have a community. See, when soul production started off, soul Productions was up against the wall. Should have failed. Because, as Chris is black, Chris has no community, and where there is no community, there's no economics. No community, no economy. No economy because you don't have a community. Here's how it works. This is hey, start soap production. Now. Everybody black, come on, bro. You know I can't support that, man. You you you, you understand. <laughs> and what he had to do is he had to drive up out his community. And go find people of other cultures to support him. Oh, man. Come on, man. Am <laughs> I telling you your story, man? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. Come on, Mike. All right, keep going. Right? And then when some white folk and some other folk did it, then he looked cool to the black folks. Oh, bro. Okay, man. I knew you was going to make it, bro. See, it wasn't until another culture raised up Chris Hayter said, he's a winner. That's when our folks said, all right, I can fool with you now. Because we drive, as soon as Chris announced his business, we go all out our way to drive 95 miles, pass out all our communities, and say, oh, please, other coaches, can you please take my money? And that's why they win it. They win it because they got all their money in group economics. And they got all your money. They get paid <laughs> twice, don't they? They get paid twice. They get paid when they get paid, and they get paid when you get paid. That's group economics. Group economics is understanding that we rush to go to Starbucks. We rush to go to Gucci, but we never go to what's black-owned, black economic, right? And this isn't a race talk. This is group economics. Now, let's go back to you Christians. Your, Your God said, oh, Hebrews, separate yourselves. Segregate. And don't eat fish, because, you know, them tyrants and them Phoenicians, they eat fish. Don't eat pigs, because everybody else eat that. Plant gardens and grow. Have your sons marry daughters, and don't dwindle and then pray for the country you in because in this prosperity, you'll have prosperity. I promise you, I just quoted pretty much from Genesis to to Jeremiah. I really just did. I really just did. Now check this out. Yo God said, segregate first, become wealthy among yourselves, and then mingle with the world. We gotta completely backwards going. We, <laughs> yes. we gotta completely backwards. <laughs> we 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 try to get with the world, right? We try to do everything instead of coming together. Now, let me let me defend this real quick. Oh, actually, let me say one more thing. Then what happens is, if you ever, you'll never see an Asian man of any descent at a soul food restaurant at eight o'clock in the morning. You'll never see it. You'll never see it Saturday, eight o'clock in the morning waiting for us to open up, you'll never see it. But you will see the opposite. You will always see the black community in another community, waiting for them to open up. Group economics. Now, let me tell you why it's not option. I gotta give us a bit of the doubt though. Yeah, yeah, do, I was it's, about to say it's, that. It's, yeah, I was yeah, about to say that. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta give us a bit of the doubt because it's it, the system is designed that way. The only way you can have, you, you can't have too much jazz, can't have too much rock, can't have too much country, can't have too much salt. But the only time in the Western world that you can have too much is when it's too black. There's laws for it. There's <laughs> laws for it. With uh, the slave codes, if there were six or more black people gathered, a white man must patrol it. And It's just laws. And, Go ahead. <laughs> and I'm glad
1: you said it, too, because, like, you know, I, I, basically this is like confirmation, because, like, while well, I run the business. Um, Like, of course, in the beginning, you know, I try to go, uh, uh, I was thinking, like, okay, all the black people in the community is going to help me grow and things like that. And I was hitting those brick walls, exactly what you're talking about. And now, what I'm realizing into this present day is, okay, I'm going to still support my community, most definitely, I'm going to give back. But I know in order to get my business to the level that it needs to get to, I'm going to have to um, reach and hack into different communities and cultures and things like that. So to sure. be well balanced out. Because the last right. thing I want is okay, they see this production company and be like, oh, it's a black production company. I just killed more than half percentage of my possible customers. That's right. Just because of that. So now I have to kind of show different cultures and races and things like that. So instead of just saying, oh, it's a black production company, they can be like, oh, it's a production company. That slight wording means a whole
0: lot in the long run especially when you use the internet because the internet doesn't care the internet doesn't care if it's a black production company it could be a black production company if you about your business if you can add value the internet don't care that's the beautiful thing about the internet the internet is making people rich of all types this is why they're trying to regulate it the internet does not care about racism now your facebook comments care about racism. But the actual internet Doesn't give a damn about racism (laughs) It doesn't Not at all You can be a great production company As a matter of fact After this recording More people of color won Oscars last night Than anyone else The internet You can dominate over the internet Because if people see You got the juice That's what they want Exactly. that's what they want Exactly. that's what they want so i got to give a cautionary word for it for, for since I've been on blackness for a while I gotta give a cautionary word I have to tell you all that the system from the slave codes in the 1800s starting in Maryland all the way to now that we actually started with the doctrine of exclusion and you can actually Google these terms doctrine of doctrine of exclusion said that blacks could not benefit from any fruit of labor from that whites would get no prosperity couldn't been after that the slave codes came and etc you can actually google these terms doctrine of exclusion slave codes i challenge you to do so You it yourself but what happened was they wouldn't allow to help us if a white person were to help us that white person would now be treated like a black person
1: Expl-
0: Okay, now they would be excluded from the labor from the benefits of being white. That's how it was. This is why today white people are so afraid to help us. Because even though it's not law, it's still culture. They help us oh you know better. You know better, Bobby. You don't you know better, Bobby. Don't do that, right? Mm. They help us, then they wrong. Now check this out. It's a two-way street. White folk or folk of dominant culture continue to help folk of people of color. Continue to do so, you'll be blessed for it. People of color, please listen to me. Let white allies be white allies. See, they can handle that one. Stop punishing people for actually trying to help. Everyone's not culture appropriating. Let them help. I'm not saying we need white saviors. I'm saying when you get a Bernie Sanders, damn, let Bernie Sanders be Bernie Sanders. You got to do what you got to do on both sides if you want to win. But anyway, we're not going to solve that debate on this podcast it ain't been solved ever. (laughs) So we're just talking and getting attention.
1: Ain't given a lot of amount of value, and I'm glad you said that too. (laughs) So I'm gonna throw out one more deep question, and this is a little bit more into that, and then we'll uh, close it out. Um, Cool. We'll probably go. You got it. So, um, what is the actual? Ask what you want.
0: I ain't worried about it. All
1: right. What is the actual journey of what it takes to get on Forbes, and what is the confusion of what people think? What it takes to get
0: on Forbes. Right, fair enough. That's pretty good. That's why well, I am grateful that I've been on Forbes many times. I'm grateful. Okay, so, <laughs> let me just point that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's. The actual journey is actually. Let me let me tell you what people think first. What people think is money, 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 money. But that's not true. Okay, it does take some money but that's not the truth because when you think money, 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 you become money focused. Anyone who is money focused doesn't have it. That's, that's the deal. That's the deal you make with the universe. If you're money focused, you don't have it. You got to be people focused if you want to have money because there's three ways. There's only three things you need to be a millionaire. Number one, you need a product. Number two, you need business systems. Number three, you need to serve people. So what people think is, let's have a lot of money to get you there. But you can't get a lot of money if you don't serve people. Now, here's what it actually takes. What it actually takes is for you to actually give more than you receive. I know that sounds Gary churchy, to the but <laughs> real talk. Yeah, right. Gary V is you're absolutely right. It's true because you can't you can't look at the ground and say, Hey, ground, give me some bananas. What? That ain't that way? No. Until you give bananas, you ain't going to get no bananas, right? You can't say, ground, I want some oranges right now. No. Ground's going to be like, what? What you talking about? No, nah, I can't give you nothing. You ain't gave me nothing. And it's the truth. In order to get on fours, you get, I mean, let's face it. I'm, I make a lot of money, and I'm on next right with the next level living podcast you know what i'm saying like Mm i'm i'm walking with chris and I shot it out soul productions what five times yeah you you know what i'm saying that 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 makes people go oh that's a cool dude like i'm not trying to be selfish i I encourage all of you to go buy all this man products please by all means the fact he's gonna be a great host and he's gonna say, can you tell us how to contact you? And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say y'all. <laughs> I'm going to say, I would love for you to contact me, but I need you to do me a favor go through Chris. Oh, man. And have Chris tell you how to contact me. Because I need you to touch bases with him before you get to me. And if you try to come through me, I'm going to send you back through him. And I'm going to throw out a caveat. If you go through Chris, I promise you on my word on this podcast, I would give you one of my $17,000 courses that teaches business, sales, and marketing for free. As a matter of fact, Chris, when we hang up, I will send you the link that only you'll have that'll override the price. And anybody go through him. You want to get in touch with me? Go through him and get that link. That's how you get on Forbes. That was a. that's how you get on four in a serious <laughs> ass club <plug. laughs> you already there you before go. I even got to the end part you pretty much like <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> I, took care of you already. <laughs> I do this for a living I took care of y'all already <laughs> yeah, <I saw> <laughs> yeah yeah man that's how it is man yeah, yeah, go back to him because he earned access to me and how dare you Skip over all his hard work and his network because I'm part of his network now. You don't skip over his network in order to keep him relevant. In order to sow a seed into soul production, man, you go through him to get through me. Now all three of us are connected,
1: and the connections and the network has just got that much bigger because now all of us are connected. Because we did there skip. we go. Okay,
0: that's how you do it. Now, now, if somebody out there real and they going, yo, Chris, man, tell me about that dude. That dude was real, man. Tell me about him, right? Because real recognize real. Like I'm not trying to impress nobody, but real recognize real. And right now, I'm looking real familiar to somebody out there listening right now, and somebody gonna say, man, that was a cool dude, man. When he coming back home?
1: Yeah, <laughs> because I can already.
0: Right That's t- how you get the Forbes, man.
1: Yep, exactly. So. Well, with that, I'm gonna have to definitely end this a little bit different. <laughs> so, with that said, um, appreciate the time for you. Uh, Giving all those oh, golden yeah. nuggets, um, I'm taking notes of myself, of course, learning from you, and that's what it's all about. So, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. It's your host, Chris Holmes, as always bringing you inspirational guests to help you take it to the next level. And with my special guest, who's on fours by the name of.
0: Antonio T. Smith Jr. Peace
1: and much love.